Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. regret meat market yeah <laughs> where did you go i went to a place called Par- paro nice no oh no just opened 50 percent off right next <laughs> to the lion king yeah uh, i think they've they've also in return cooked everything either 50 percent not enough or 50 percent too, <laughs> too much. much oh my god yeah What's the what's the genre? What's the region? I'd like to say um, South Asian. Okay. Indian fusion. Something Lovely. like that. Nice. But but they they came over three times to say how is it like including the manager because I guess they want to know what oh, people think. No, what did you say? Were you honest? Well, the first time the guy um, in a suit look, he looked at me and he said, "Sir, are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd half. I, well, the, the vegetable curry was so hot. So I was like oh. reeling from that. Really nice though, actually. That Weeping. One. But I was also half wanting to say, no, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, just hard, well, lying, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so he, anyway, he got me some water. And then two more people came over, asked how it was. I almost, I breathed in to say, actually, the, this meat is all dry. Did but, you? And then did somebody kick you hard? And then I just table? didn't. <laughs> I just, oh, well the, done. the Britishness overcame yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, I just say well it's, done. You Maybe we should say that. To, but if they're just opening up, maybe it'll get better. Maybe. I'm not going to try. <laughs> anyway, they said they'd sponsor the podcast. So. <laughs> and we love them, 50% off. Yeah, go, go, go to Paro. Right next to the Lyceum in London. Check it out, Paro. Um, anyway, this isn't about that. No. Um, this, is, <laughs> this is a hastily recorded podcast yeah. intro. Yeah. round the back of the Savoy Theatre. Where you are residing currently. Currently, we're in te- technical rehearsals Aww. for Sunset Boulevard. I feel immense nostalgia being here, Seb. You know what? I feel like one of these... Aren't these light bulbs the first the first ever light bulbs in, in the world? World! In the world. Hey, like that one there. Let's have a look. Here, okay. there's a green sign under it. There you go. Read it's, from the green sign, Seb. It says, <laughs> Savoy Theatre opened in 1881... The Savoy Theatre was the first public building in the world to be lit throughout by electricity. Oh, and my God. I think that light, that lamp... It's the first one. It's the first one. Wow. Um, I wasn't convinced that you were telling true no, facts there, I, I but think, there's a blinking Although flag. it doesn't say that next to it, so maybe that no. is a lie. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this is... Um, well, let's talk about who the, okay. this um, episode's all who about. Who have we got? I, oh, me you do it. In my face. Go on. I feel like I've already okay. spoken too much. No, no, lovely. Today's <laughs> guest is drummer Darren Beckett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually went to his website to look for, so I could give a really concise, beautifully read biography. But it, I noticed that the last update was in 2017, Darren. Oh. <laughs> That's Come on, not Darren. great, is it? Come on. But he, he's a total genius. He's an incredible drummer. Yeah. That can play every style 
phenomenally good. I met him on Standing at the Sky's Edge, but he's worked with everyone. He's written with Brandon Flowers. He's performed with Madeline Peru. Am I saying that correctly? I think so. I think so. Um, Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Yeah. Famously, as we talk about. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's... We talk about a lot of his CV during this, don't we? Yeah, we cover a lot of it. Yeah, so, I, so I it's okay, d- isn't it? I wrote down it? a few things to just mention before it goes into the main chat. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I feel like we're doing a circle. I've just <laughs> yeah, moved I'm, everywhere. Is it because I'm really garlicky? I'm, I am I'm too, so as well. so garlicky. I've got mints. Uh, we recorded this back in July at your yeah. house. Yes, we did. Yeah. In your, in your um, what do you call that area now? Now the wall's uh, been taken down. Ooh, dining slash living area. Yeah. 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 And you are living in there. In every sense. I am, truly. Um, now, the, there is some swearing. There is some swearing throughout that remains in the podcast. Have you kept it? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I so. did a lot of editing on the swears. I, you know what? I, th- so this, it's heavily edited. <laughs> and I sorry, haven't actually sir. done it yet. Okay. I've, I've started it. Okay. I, I was doing it throughout this rehearsal, yeah. actually. And um, <laughs> twice I messed up because there's so many cuts. So yeah, many I'm cuts. Sorry, I did it wrong twice. Uh, it took me a long time. Anyway, um, so there might be. I'll try and I'll try and make them as, as subtle and, and oh, you, hopefully you won't ever notice no. they're there. But you, you might notice the odd one. So basically, we're, we're removing swearing and slander. Yes, the two big slander. Yeah. Basically, I messed up the editing. So first time I was like, right, let's get into the editing yeah. and the. The, like the the first thing was the very thing we must not we must not I keep know, in there. I know. It, it was uh, first name, second name, what a four letter word. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hang on, Ver- Verity can't have kept that bit in, surely. Yeah. I was like, hang on, I've done this wrong. I've done this death wrong. wish. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. So lots right. of cuts. Uh, we make a reference to another podcast that Darren had quite recently been on. Oh, yes. Um, an American podcast. Maybe mm-hmm. you can work out what that is. Actually, I enjoyed it. I listened to that and I yeah, enjoyed it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we we start off the, the chat, though, mm-hmm. by uh, Verity talking about her creepy brainstorm thing she does on you know oh yeah you do did, I, did of, I talk about that yeah, yeah. that's what you that's mm. what you first refer to okay great the piece of paper that you that's what you that's what you're referring to okay where you, where you write down everyone's it's life so story creepy, isn't yeah. it yeah really I should so, probably stop showing that around fine, shouldn't yeah. I so there you go that's, that's okay, the that's, um, that. that's, <laughs> that's the chat so um we haven't got time for a little outro do no we, we time, don't but but it's been a pleasure yeah <laughs> and I'm sure there's links to everything to do yeah. with Darren there will be there will be there will in be. the show notes <laughs> this evening done I'll be doing that during my show this yeah. evening oh, great. great between us we're getting there yeah and we have got stuff to put out yeah there's, there's, there's interviews coming out mm-hmm. um so so thank you for supporting us yeah as we go through various um uh sort of, what do you iterations call them? iterations uh, different phases of our lives. As, yeah, as that's new, what it is. As, as new work <laughs> enters our diary, as work exits our diary, as, <laughs> as new beings enter our family. Yes, uh, it's all it's all change. It's all go. But the podcast is is carrying on and ever constant. Yeah. in our lives, it just might not come out every Monday morning like it used to <laughs> in twenty twenty. It's good we tell them that now. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks yeah. for sharing it and mm. and your lovely messages about about the the, yeah. the podcast when they come in. Much oh, it's heartwarming, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. So I need to let you get into the theatre, don't I? Yeah. And I have to run up to mine. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. I hope you enjoy this because we had a great time chatting to Darren. He's an excellent human being. Yeah. Here he is. The reason I've done this sheet is because we both listened to your podcast 
call. Well, it was the. What's yeah, but it called no again? one's listened to that podcast. I bet they do. It. No, I don't think so. Look, we didn't want to go over old territory like a, with he's you. Just a weird American guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, we'll cut that out. You, yeah. can, you can you can ask exactly the same. You can just do the whole Literally. format of that if you want. Oh, shit, okay, I should well, have just written it down. My wife has just left me. Um, <laughs> I'm sleeping in the car. <laughs> it's gonna be okay, man. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, but I started off by doing a little Google, right? You're never I well, no, maybe you are. I wonder if you're gonna get the first thing. So I Googled your name. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what the first thing that came up was. If you guess it. I'll give you fifty pounds into your bank account or an ISA. Uh, I've no idea. Right, it's amazing. Um, so it was a news link, and it says Bookham petrol station robber threatened Surrey shopkeeper with bamboo oh, cane. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad. Was that night. you? That was a bad night. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. And I dug a bit deeper, and I gather you've been into handbag theft as well. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. And oh. in Epsom, of all places. Like, that's a, quite a journey. That's yeah. a commute to get there. I like handbags, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of little old ladies over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is. Are we going to talk about that or music? Because I can talk about that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly that, like handbag theft and bamboo cane. I make more money from doing that than playing music. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so you to go yeah, I, do. I was going to spin back many years Fresh face, young lad. Yeah, going fresh on. face now. You, are, yeah, you are very fresh faced. Well done. We'll have to ask you about your beauty regime yeah. later down the line. But I'm still trying it's to take wife, you back. My wife's, uh, you know. Uh, okay. She's got a little product. She's oh, okay. Well, we'll give that a plug yeah. for sure. Delfio, Delfio oil. But she makes it. Yeah. Oh wow, that's she amazing. Yeah, she's been selling it online. She did it over lockdown, and yeah, yeah. It's um, it's like oil for your skin. Yeah, it's yeah, good. All natural. It's good. Yeah. So it take ten years off my face if I start using it. You look oh, mate! Oh, my face is skin. melting. Yeah. It's melting. <laughs> um, yeah, can we please go back in time? <laughs> is it, are we recording? Right we now? are. Yeah, recording. Look, it's been the whole time. Age. Yeah, we're talking about. We, yeah, yeah, but, but don't worry. I can edit. <laughs> we don't just we don't just record it and then upload it and then right. put it out. Don't worry. It's not there live. is. Yeah, okay. it's some element right. of okay. cut stuff out. Please, we can, we can bleed cut, stuff. Cut all that shit. Oh yeah, don't worry, it's fine. It's not going so well. Right, going back in time. Yeah. Back to to this to this fresh faced young man. <laughs> yeah. So leaving Ireland, right? How old were you when you went off to America? Um, I was sixteen, I think, when I left. Were you? Yeah, but I didn't go to America. I went to Germany first. Okay. What studying? Studying. Um. Cologne, uh, Hochschule for music. Oh, nice. Yeah. What, sort of jazz or everything? They, it was classical school, but they had a jazz program. Yeah. So I did jazz. Oh, yeah. I didn't pick this up in my um, mm. reading of the internet. That's great. <laughs> it was pre-internet back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got it written down on a scroll somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Um, what, how long were you there for? I was there for, let's see, 93 to 95. Hmm. So I, I remember going into school. Uh, I went to Antrim Grammar School, and um, I went in with my dad, and I was wearing my plain clothes, and I, I and I had a meeting with the headmaster. I was going to tell him I was leaving, and he said, you'll never amount to anything, and he was right. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, so um, it was kind of funny because I was in the local newspaper like the next year or something, and I, my mom was friends with the secretary, and she she planted the the newspaper article on his desk and went, yeah. you were uh, wrong. Oh, I so, love what, you, like that. you were get, trying to get into Eltham, is that what you said? No, uh, no. Cologne. 
Oh, Clay. Colonial. Eltham? I think it's Eltham Grammar Well, in South London. Oh, no, Antrim. I went to Antrim Grammar School. Antrim. Not in no, Antrim. 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 Antrim, yeah. like County Antrim. Right. Elton. <laughs> Seb's on a whole different journey I for went you to Elton John's piano El- school. <laughs> trying to get into Elton. That's a whole different thing. That is a different thing, yeah. <laughs> that comes later in the story. It does. Okay, okay. But you, but you didn't get into that place. I did. I got... Oh, I, I, oh my God. This has gone well. You were already going there. You were already there. I was... No, well, it was just a school. I went to oh, Antrim, right. Antrim Grammar School. That was my school, you, you know, as a, yes. kid, as a kid. Fresh-faced boy. I, oh, I, I, the whole, I, uh, I went to Cologne University or Cologne mm. Uppsala, and that was when you were sixteen. I was almost seventeen. I was sixteen when I went there in the summer. Yeah, and I turned seventeen when I started. So Could I, you speak German? Well, that was the thing. It was yes. in German, <laughs> so I went to Queen's University in the summer to learn German oh, in wow. Belfast. Yeah, I did a course. Um, it didn't really help. It was just I just couldn't. I could understand a little bit, um, but my teacher was American, the drum teacher. Right. But of course, I had to take other classes, mm. history, and it was just like, okay, I was just sat at the back, like, no idea what's going on. <laughs> but I was very young. I was very homesick, and it was it was quite traumatic, actually. Yeah. At that, yeah. At that age. Yeah, that's know? really that's not, young. That's not a normal thing to do. Is it? To, no, to it's, do it it's not. Well, the whole reason I just, you know, uh, the reason I went there, um, I met the drum teacher, who's this American guy, Keith Copeland, quite quite a renowned um, drummer from New York who had moved to Germany and, and had married a, a German woman. And he was teaching at the school. I met him at a workshop in Belfast uh, the previous year when I was 15 or just yeah almost 16 and it was his suggestion to my parents that i go for it yeah and it, he would give me enough stuff to sort of pre- I'd prep for the audition and the audition it was terrifying it was like 45 people and they were all older than me oh my god but, um i came joint first with this other guy who was a year older than me he's still a friend he moved to new york as well actually he's called Jochen Rucker. he's a pretty well-known drummer in New York, German guy. So we both got in. But I remember doing the audition, going to the toilets and crying. Oh. I was like, I didn't get it. And then I heard that I got in and that was it, you know. I lived in a dorm opposite the school. I just practiced every day. Yeah. Got up early, practiced, studied with him. I mean, that was when I did my most, like, serious practice, you know. Mm. I was, like, in the practice room, like, eight hours a day, just yeah, doing some jazz shit. Wow. wow. I mean, you're doing regular lessons as well. Then. Yeah, I mean, I would do ensembles. And and some of the teachers were American. John Taylor actually taught there the... Uh, right. I don't know if you know him. He was a like uh, uh, jazz piano player. Right. He was on ECM. He's quite well known in the jazz world. Um, he taught there as well. And, they, you know, it was a really good school. They had some American teachers. I guess some of the classes were sort of Americans. Keith didn't really speak German. Um, and some of the other teachers didn't really speak German. So, you know, Germany, it was sort of like that. I guess it was, you know, you've been to Germany, you've been to Berlin. Hmm. It's not like Berlin, but they love speaking English, you know? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you go to Berlin, you can just speak English. And, I love it there. I'd you know. so happily live in Berlin. Yeah. I just think it's the best. It's such Berlin. a cool city, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's great. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't Berlin. It was Cologne, yeah. which is a bit more sort of German. It, 
you know. <laughs> it's a bit more full of Germans, wasn't it? Was it? Ah, more Germany. Rubbish. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, from, from there and then I went to New York. Right. Two years later. I mean, that's hardcore for a young'un. Yeah. I, I didn't really think about it, you know. I just went for it because I was so determined. I sort of knew, like, I'd started doing gigs, like, when I was 10, 11 around Belfast, and my dad would drive me to the gigs, and I sort of knew that I wanted to study jazz, and I had to end up in New York eventually. So yeah. this was like a gateway. And he hooked me up with a scholarship at the new school because he knew the um, – he used to teach at Berkeley, and he knew some of the teachers at the new school in New York. So he um, kindly – he he just completely hooked me up. I mean, he's he's passed away now, mm. Keith, but he was such a great teacher, and he helped a lot of um, young Irish musicians actually. Oh, that's cool. That have gone on to you know play internationally and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. New York seems to be the place to go if you're a jazz musician. Yeah, uh, yeah. You have to go through that, right? I think so. Yeah, you have to go there, and uh, it's terrifying. It, it really was terrifying, but um, I still have friends that I went to school with that I'm still in touch with. And You were there for 21 years though, right? Yeah, I was there for 21 years. Did you think when you got over there that you were going to stay long term or was it like just happened? You know, I've I've tried to look back on it and I, I don't, I didn't really think much. I just did it. And I wish I was more like that now. Now mm. I think too much. I think when you have kids and you have a family, you just think too much. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. You know, and and... Even like accepting gigs and trying to get work and stuff, I just didn't care. I just like, yeah, whatever. I just, that attitude sometimes is a really good attitude to have. Yeah. You know, and I think as you get older, you kind of, you just become more, <laughs> you know, because you've got more responsibilities. Yeah, the stakes are higher, aren't they? Yeah, really? But, it's really hard. But if you can maintain some of that with, you know, I think it helps your it uh, helps your career a bit, you know, because then you're not just taking everything and you don't get taken advantage of, maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So when you went over, were you studying? At, did you get into a college? Yeah, it was the new school for social research, which is like one of the uh, top schools in New York. Uh, for Like Robert Glasper was in my class. And wow. Bilal, who's a singer. And, yeah. um, you know, some really great uh, musicians. Um, yeah, Robert was in my ensemble, actually, and we we recorded together. We recorded, like, a little album together when we were 19 or 20. I, I don't have it, but I'm still, I still see him sometimes. You know, he's still friends, but he did really well. He's got Grammys. And, yeah. 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 Um, but you can't, you know, I went there with jazz dreams and left playing every kind of music because I realized... I actually like other kinds of music. But yeah. I think to play jazz, you sort of have to have the the blinders on, the blinkers, and you just it's probably like classical music, right? You you kind of just have to do it for a while, you know. But then you find out there's other kinds of music, and it's actually fun to play. And yeah. it's hard as well. It's just as hard in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know? Yeah. I suppose like to be to kind of try to be a pure jazz musician or pure classical musician you kind of you know you end up sort of working really hard and and there's not as much work like lucrative work mm -hmm. in those fields whereas and then if you go you meet some people they go oh you could um come and mime on this pop thing yeah and, well actually that's that's really fun yeah and really <laughs> yeah. well paid yeah so you've got to get a balance after all yeah you? yeah but i suppose when you're studying when you're that kind of age like you kind of you need to, for a bit, just really focus on the jazz and just yeah. see what you can develop. Yeah, 
absolutely. I mean, I I was playing. Um, it took me a while to get in the scene, but you know, I was I I, I ended up playing at Smalls, which is quite. <gasps> I went there last year. Oh, oh nice. my god, I love it. So I was so playing good. there like every week with this guy um, Samuel Hill. He's a he's a organist. Yeah. Um, and he would have a night where he would bring a guest in, and I was his drummer. So like Brad Meldow came in one week. Wow. Played piano and he played organ and I played drums. Oh God! Oh, wow. Josh Redman. Yeah, you know it was, it was just insane. He he was, I don't know for some reason he just liked me. We hung. We used to hang out afterwards and he he really tried to help me. He was kind of like a mentor. Oh God! Because I really felt like I was out of my depth, you know. Um, and then from there, you know, I just started just gigging around New York and and, and I would come back to Germany actually. And do tours because I'd made connections there. Make some money, go to Ireland, make some money, play the Cork Jazz Festival, whatever, and then come back with some money, you know, to pay the rent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was I was constantly sort of going between Germany, Ireland, and New York, but obviously most of the time in New York. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I was I was heavily I was doing gigs um, in restaurants and you know. $50 gigs, whatever was available. And I would have my drums on a, on a little sort of trolley, um, really tiny drum set with some bungee cords and get on the subway. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. When I think about it now, it was absolutely insane. Had some crazy experiences, you know, like very dangerous. Did you? Like gunpoint. Oh my and, God. Yeah, what? Like chased by crackheads. and Shut up. Yeah. Just insane stuff. Like, you know, I look back. What, with on, your drums on? Well, with the drums from the, yeah, the drums, it was, my, my, it was like a little trolley I was running from this crackhead. He always asked me for money. He got, he was always there at the, I used to live on 4th Avenue in, in Brooklyn, and he was always standing outside the, the, the subway when I get home. And I was, I would just, I was living near the subway, so I'd just run. I knew, and I was, I was like, he's going to be there. You know, I knew he was going to be there. Oh, God. And there's nothing I could do. I couldn't even tell the police or like, and he said he needed milk milk for his baby. Oh, and he dear. said, you know. <laughs> I was like, okay. Run for your life. But you know, he's like, I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. You know, like give me some- <laughs> give me some money for my baby. But yeah, it was just some crazy, crazy experiences. Um yeah, it's just funny to think about all that, you know, it just seems like... Yeah, so it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. It feels like, like, almost like it was a dream, yeah. you know? Because I was so, like, focused and just... Yeah. You know? Yeah, do you, did you take lots of pictures back then? Or was, uh, it, no, I didn't. You, it was like, I, this is 95, I went yeah. to New York, so I'm 47. 95, this is before, you know, it was a brick phone. Or those um, those cameras that where you have to send off the film to. Yeah, get oh, yeah. yeah. So you probably yeah. did, but you just can't see few, any of the pictures. There's actually <laughs> one of one one of the guys I used to live with. We we've actually we reconnected four years ago as a saxophone player from Belgium called Stefan Mercier, and he moved back to Brussels. Um, and he sent me some pictures recently. And they're quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that's like, great. But all that stuff just lives in the memory now, doesn't it? Yeah, from, it, isn't from it from weird? Era. It's it's so weird, like. I guess kids nowadays, they have, you know, my son has a YouTube channel, you know, my daughter's a YouTube, it's crazy. You know, he yeah. told me he made 70 videos. 
It's like, I've got more subscribers than you, Daddy. <laughs> I, like, I don't even work on my, I, I think when I, when I met Sarah, I met my wife. She's like, you need a YouTube channel. And I, I made one, put some videos up and haven't done anything since. And he has more subscribers than me and he's eight years old. Oh God, it's so views. depressing, isn't it's it? It's so depressing. These kids, yeah. damn them. I know. But yeah, it's, it's, it is funny to think of that time. And I feel very grateful for, for, you know, Keith Copeland, um, and, and my parents just being like, just go do your thing. Yeah, you that's know, great. Because they, they must have been terrified every day, me living there at such a young age. Yeah. Were you good at keeping in touch with them? Uh, no. Oh, dear. I wasn't dear. that great. They would come to New York, though, and yeah. visit me sometimes. Um, buy me a nice meal. Yeah. Did you have to <laughs> yeah. run them past the crackhead? Uh, my dad <laughs> saw the crackhead because... Um, yeah, I was living with two NYU university students from Delhi. Yeah. And uh, they would cook me curries and stuff. I think they felt bad for me. I just, <laughs> I was just eating pizza and fucking hot dogs. I, just, <laughs> I had no money. But um, yeah, I think he he saw the crackhead. I was like, that's a crackhead, dad. Let's, uh, let's walk fast. But he didn't seem to bother me when, he, when my dad was there. Oh, good. He had a bit of respect yeah. then. Yeah, he had some respect, <laughs> you know, for, for elders. For the elders. Yeah. He was decent at his soul, wasn't he? Decent crackhead, yeah. <laughs> That's good to hear. But you diversified really quickly, right? You do everything, don't yeah. you? All the things. But but um, I didn't, you know, for a no. long time. I guess 23, 24, I joined a, a band that was, um, uh, they were on RCA called The Interpreters. Yeah. Um, I was like a punk band. So how did that right. come about then? Uh, I think I met the bass player um through a a keyboard player from the new school called Giora Katz, who's an incredible piano player and songwriter. Um I met this bass player who used to play in the choir boys, which was an 80s hair band from the UK. I don't know if you <laughs> if you remember them. No, I, I feel like it's familiar. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. had a, they had a couple of hits. Uh, Are they yacht rock people? No, this no. is like hair rock. Oh hair uh, rock. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he was a real character in New York. He's an English guy living in New York. Yeah. And he um, he said, oh, I did a gig with him. And I was like, Amber Verletta. She was like a model. Yeah, I remember her. Remember, remember her? her? She nice. was going out with this guy, Jesse Doran, I think his name was. It was a weird little... I started yeah. getting into this weird little hipster scene in New York, you know, with... Yeah. And, and She was going out with somebody really famous, wasn't she? Amber Verletta. Or was she in... Was she, uh... she was in a couple of movies. Yeah. Anyway, so I did a gig. It was like her and her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, it was really weird. You know, I was just playing bebop and I'm suddenly I'm like going to these clubs. Yeah. With all these like sort of models and famous people. And it's like, this is not my scene. But he introduced me to this bass player, singer, who was playing guitar in this punk band. He was on RCA. He said, they're auditioning drummers. And we just hit it off. And... um yeah, and then I joined that band. And we lived, and from there I went to like a corporate apartment that RCA was paying for. Oh, flipping out. Down in um, <laughs> Battery Park City. Oh my God. So I was like, this is great. Yeah. So I lived there for about six months. And I was still doing jazz gigs, but I was obviously, we were recording and, and doing some touring. Yeah. And that kind of fell apart. But it was good fun. So that was my like my first sort of taste of like rock and roll. Yeah. You know, I would always listen to rock and roll and I always loved that music. Um, that was like, oh shit, this is a bit different, you know, we don't yeah. get this in the jazz world. 
<laughs> yeah, had, had so, you played punk drums before? I'd played uh, when I was really young. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I was into like Green. Oh, well, Green Day. I don't know if you call that punk, but yeah, pop punk, pop punk. Um, I always liked Zeppelin and the Beatles, and yeah, when I was growing up, uh, before I sold my soul to jazz. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> well, I guess like get, getting away from jazz. Getting away and, from jazz, and, yeah. And then I started hating jazz, and I started hating. I was like, "Fucking jazz musicians, you all suck." Yeah, you're all like nerds. <laughs> I play rock. Yeah, look at me. I got a little bit of an attitude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my hair is like. Um, Did you start wearing all black? Or were you wearing all black already? Maybe, uh, maybe you were wearing a turtleneck before. I don't know. <laughs> I think I was wearing like cords and yeah, maybe I was wearing like waistcoats and things like that. Um, oh, everyone goes through that terrible stage. I, yeah. I don't think I, I ever, I've ever had any style. Um, oh, you're wearing a lovely shirt today. Oh, yeah, you know, nice. a woman on the street today in Stamford across the street, yeah. she's like, lovely shirt, mate. Like, well, then she, did she then say, can I have some money for milk for my yeah. baby, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you went right. all cool. Basically. Well, I try, you know, I guess I got into a different scene. All those skills that you acquire when you play classical are going to help everything else. Yeah. And I felt that way with jazz. Although when I hear jazz drummers play pop or rock, some of them just still play jazz. Oh, it's the same in and, and the they classical, don't, isn't it? They don't, like, I'm very much play for the song. And, mm. and I, if, you, if I'm playing a pop gig, I'm not playing any jazz. I'm just trying to sound as best I can to help the song. Yeah. And I think a lot of jazz drummers, they, oh, rock's easy. It's actually, no, it's not. Just no. to be simple and play in the pocket and, mm. you yeah. know, play the parts. And it's, it's tough. Yeah. You know. Well, equally. our esteemed friend, Phil Donnelly. Yeah. Actually, I had a question for you, <laughs> which, oh. and actually it's sensible. I can't believe this. This is two out of two sensible questions he's given us recently. Right. It's very unnerving. Yeah. There's something bad coming up. It's not up. like him, is it? No, it's awful. Um, but he said, because you play all the genres, well, so many genres, I shouldn't say all of them. I don't know whether you do like Bangra and that, but okay. I expect you could. Um, he said, does... How do you approach these different styles? And can you flip between the two? How easy is it to flip between them? Like you were just saying is, can you slip from jazz into punk, into pop very easily now? Um, yeah. I mean, I think as I get older. Um... <laughs> that was the sound of my chair, by the way. <laughs> was it? Was it? <laughs> very good treats here, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm eyeing that one up Go next. on, it's all yours. In a minute. I'm just preparing. Um, <laughs> as I get older, like, you know, I was in a, I've been in a few bands. I've had record deals. It's, it's fun, you know, but I never really, I, I don't, unless you really uh, make it, you're not going to make a, you're not going to be able to make a living doing mm. that, you know? Um, I think the closest I came to it was uh, Ambulance. I was in this band called Ambulance and, and we had a, an album out and we, we did some great, you know, great tours and stuff, but it was like, I made more money playing jazz, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just funny. Uh, you were touring with all kinds of people, weren't you? Like that was, were you supporting some? Yeah, we, we supported the Killers a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's how I got to know Brandon and yeah. stuff. Um, and Suede, uh, Razor Light, um. Yeah, what else? Placebo was our first tour. Oh, was it? Wow. Yeah. Talking of, you know, a bit of eyeliner. And yeah, they, they were really sweet, actually. Oh, were they? They were really nice, yeah. I remember back when I was partying, we had a, <laughs> we had a, we had a 
a bit of a drunken night, July 4th in Rhode Island. And I, um, I scraped my face off the pavement and, and literally skin had come off my, my face. Oh my God. And I had to continue the tour and I was wearing a bandage like this <laughs> on my face. And they just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> they were just like, you're like an idiot. The Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Michael Crawford on drums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they were very sweet. But but I, I sort of liked playing to more people because yeah. when you play jazz, you just... Well, smalls is small. Smalls is small, yeah. Um, but it's it's funny, like, I just, there's different, like like yourselves, probably different periods of your life, just different careers, you know, mm. as the jazz phase. And then there was like the ambulance days was from my party days and just going nuts and fuck jazz. And then I got a gig with Madeline Peru, did that for nine years. And that was completely different. Yeah, That yeah. was like, um, yeah, that was professional, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. God, that must have been ahead of a switch up, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah, that was. And that was sort of jazz, but with pop sensibility. Yeah, so, yeah. So you can't, like, just play crazy shit. You've got no. to play the song. But big venues, like, still doing yeah, big... Yeah, yeah, she was... At that, at that point, she was doing, like really big venues and we were touring a lot yeah but um so that that was nice because we were doing like pop songs um yeah. but in a sort of nice sort of but then i would i would dep it out to my friend who i met on the audition mm. in cologne Jochen rooker to go do i i still had rock dreams <laughs> so i had another band called the red romance which was an offshoot of ambulance right and uh so i would do tours with them and dep out the Madeline gig, which is crazy because I wasn't making any money with Red Romance. And I was just forfeiting this like four weeks of nice pay. <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I wouldn't do that now, but back then I was doing it. No, oh, why not? That's all right. And, no, it was great. Yeah. I was doing what I want. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's we good. Just did yeah. what we wanted to do. Exactly. You know, I've just, like, what have I turned into? What the hell have you turned into, Darren? <sighs> I'm sickened. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the other podcast you do we're just going to break you down <laughs> yeah <laughs> i suck <laughs> were there any big like sort of things we got oh i had to suddenly learn how to work with was that a click track or ableton or what, some of those like technical things that you might have to work with on stage in a pop yeah arena. um when i when i look back on it, like the, the click track thing i was already preparing for that with with um my band, The Red Romance, it was like an offshoot. Basically, Ambulance, the three other members, not the singer, we we went out to lunch with the singer and we all said at the same time, we're quitting, you know? And did you all know you were going to say that? Yeah. Right. Um, oh, yeah, no, we... we you talked we, about we, it. We'd sort of had enough. Uh, I don't know what it was. The bass player... I'll not mention his name, but he he was a bad influence on me and the guitar player. He was kind of poisoning our minds about the singer because mm -hmm. I'm really good friends with the singer now. Oh, okay. Like we, we're actually talking about reforming the band. Oh, cool. We did a couple of gigs a few years ago in New York. Yeah. How was that? It was great. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and we recorded some songs. But we're thinking of just me and him, like maybe making an album. You know, and, that's great. And resurrecting the band. Um, but anyway, so 
the offshoot, <clears throat> Red Romance, I was prepping for the click unintentionally by, we were recording all the time at French Studio and we just record with the click, um, you know, for editing purposes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a preference click or not, but I think that prepped me for gigs like the Brandon Flowers gig, which was, tra- you know, tracks and, and click, yeah, like yeah. heavy, you know, everything, foot pedal. And I was more nervous doing that than anything else. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck it up. And where's the pedal? Shit. Because that would start the tracks. You know, and then oh, the click. it's my and idea of like, hell. I could feel the sweat like running down my left leg. <laughs> you know, it was just dripping. <laughs> um, and I, I, that was that was nerve wracking. There were a couple of experiences where I had started the track, but the band wasn't ready. So mm. the track started. And of course, you know, the, the, the audience, they don't really think about tracks being underneath. But no one was playing, and suddenly there's keyboards, and no one's playing. <laughs> and yeah. he, I got a look, just like, <laughs> like what the fuck, man? <laughs> Cutting action. So immediately I stopped it, and we started again. You know, so yeah, I think um, yeah, especially that kind of music, you, you kind of um, you you have to play with the click. I don't like playing with the click live. I try not to because mm. I think it should breathe. You know, of course in the studio. I would say nine times out of ten, I'm using a click, mm. just because the producer or or you know, yeah, you have to, you know, or if it's a film score or something or, yeah, of course, yeah, but but, but um, but that 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 sort of prepped me for for the click because I was like playing with the click. I was like, oh, but I practiced with the metronome anyway, so it was sort of yeah. like, you know, I don't know. Can I, you can you rec- recognize uh, the BPM if I if I just uh, oh shit. Come on, let's play that I'm not good at this shit. I love a quiz. Okay, right. <laughs> okay, okay. Don't do 120. If it goes well, <laughs> if it goes well, we'll put it out. If it doesn't go well, we'll take it out. Don't worry. <laughs> he was only 50 beats away. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Hire him. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Can I guess too? I'm so shit. Oh, it's up there. It's like 150, 140. I was going 176. Oh, is it way up there? Well, it's, it's around that, that, what is that it? way. Some, what did you say? What did you say? 160. It's 160. Okay. <sighs> I was a million miles off, was I? Not bad for a player. No, you're good. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Yeah, no, yeah. I, feel, I feel like classical players really know tempos, you know? Like, Do you? Know, you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm such no, I said it. I said 140. You said 170. I was like, okay, probably right. I'll go 160. <laughs> I was trying to think of a song. Was the song was like, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Oh, was it? Oh, I was going. Mickey, that's around that, isn't it? I did. Because I knew that's 120. So I thought, right, go up. It's a lot faster than that. And then I just guessed from there. What was your 120? That's got a massive, massive row, isn't it? It's the beginning of a. Beginning of it. It doesn't even work. I'm sure somebody told me that once. Dun, 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 dun. That's not even uh, one. Tw- that's not even one speed. I'm tapping. See what I mean? I don't have rhythm. It's quite clear. That's one twenty. See, that's right. Yeah, works. It's a classic march. And they they did it with a click, of course, back then. Yeah, losers. They didn't have my internal metronome. This is a great podcast about about that. About that uh, tune. Did you? It's uh, the show is called Twenty Thousand Hertz. Okay. You heard of that? No. And it's uh, they they talk about the whole history of it. It was written by 
um, uh, who's the guy who? Oh, <laughs> there's a guy. What's what? Yeah, <laughs> it's written by. Um... <laughs> who's the guy who did the music for American Beauty? Oh, Newman. Mm. Alfred? No, Thomas Newman. Yeah. But oh, his Thomas dad. Newman. Is it Alfred Newman? Wasn't he in a band, Thomas Newman? Maybe. He's maybe. The weird Science. Is that the Weird Science guy? Oh, was guy? he? His, but his brother's Randy Newman. Oh, really? Is the it? songwriter. Yeah. Who wrote the Toy Story song? Yeah. Oh. But their dad. All fits together. I think this is right. Is I want to say Alfred Newman. Okay. Or Newman, and he wrote that, and and they oh. and they've recorded it several times because of you know advances in audio. Yeah. For special versions and yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah, like, it is, and that family must be minted oh, off of just that just from that, just from yeah. that alone. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And then the son has a banger like you've got a friend in me. You're laughing. So, wow, that's not as amazing. Like you find out someone like that. Oh, actually, his dad was a composer too. There you go. A you see, in there, absolutely. Although Randy Newman's amazing. It is very good. <laughs> well done. He's got it in his genes. Yeah. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, you've got a studio down in Eastbourne, haven't you? Do I? Do you? I record there a lot. <laughs> oh, is it not yours? It's not my studio, no. Oh, got yeah. it all wrong then. That's okay. I have yeah. a studio in where I live at the moment. A little, It's a taxi rank that I rent. Yeah. It's an old taxi rank. Oh, cool. I've converted it into a studio. That's amazing. What, one of those huts? One of those like... No, it's actually at the back of the Corn Exchange in... Bedford? Uh, in Stamford. I'm moving to Bedford oh, you moved four to weeks. Bed. So I... Sadly, this is my last month there. Oh. I was there this morning. I just go there to like drink coffee and sort of put your feet up and read the paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my drums. Is it like yeah. it's like you're the equivalent of Arthur Fowler going to his shed? Yeah, pretty much. Just off. To the... Do you run a little minicab service from there as well? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's your side hustle. Yeah. It's perfect. So you don't have a studio in Eastbourne? <laughs> no, I record. It's a shame because I was going to ask you loads of Eastbourne-based questions. Eastbourne. There's yeah. an incredible studio there. Actually, Phil was just there. That's why I thought um, it. It's but... called Echo Zoo. And, is it? Um, it's an amazing studio. The the guy uh, that owns it is a guy called Dave Lynch. Right. David Lynch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you may have heard of him. Yeah, that guy. Um, and he's probably my favorite engineer. Uh I was just listening to something today he did. Uh, he's just great at recording drums. He uses a lot of analog gear and he has amazing mics. And Yeah, I've done uh, quite a bit there. Well, I used to live in Brighton, so it wasn't that far. Okay. Uh, so when I make the journey now, he, there's apartments there. You can st- you can actually stay there. It's like a little holiday. I can go yeah. down there and record and I have two nights. And- it's nice. I've got, I mean, my in-laws have got a place in Eastbourne. Hence my interest Eastbourne in Eastbourne. Eastbourne is really it's good. nice on a nice yes. day. It's like the south of France. 
Right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Do you know yeah. by, by the re- wheel? Do you know where the wheel is? And there's a French restaurant on the. Yes, it's really good. Yeah, yeah it's lovely. And have you been to a place called Ancient Grains? No. It's really good. Yeah, it's good coffee all around Eastbourne mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And lots of elderly people. <laughs> loads. I love really that. Really nice. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It's heartwarming, isn't it? Yeah, I love them. Do you go on the yeah. pier? Do you go and spend money on the pier? No. Oh, that's fun. I don't do that. <laughs> two peas. <laughs> they save up their two peas for us and we go down there. Oh, and oh, the, the kids do. And, and the, the slotties. Sheep. Yeah, slotties. Love yeah. the slotties. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what do you have in your studio? Just drums? Drums and uh, recording equipment. Yeah. And mics and things mm. like that. Nice. Yeah. Actually, Phil... Why am I talking about him so much? God, you're giving him way too much airtime. He always gets too much airtime. But he helped set it up for me. Oh, did he? He actually drove oh. up. Yeah. Bless him. Oh. And he sort of um, got me started with a nice little template for recording drums. Because I was doing a couple of things for some composers. and mm. um, Yeah. I got into it over lockdown. But my drums were in the bedroom in Brighton. Um, and I had... I stole some mics from Bim, giving them back sense. You still work there, don't you? <laughs> Not for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually gave me the mics. Body language. They gave me the mics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they gave me the mics. Um... <laughs> they gave them to you on a long-term loan. Yeah, well, yeah, it was when I was teaching from home. They gave me the mic. So did you go down a little rabbit hole then in, in lockdown with, with recording? recording? I did. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was pretty frustrating. <laughs> I remember I did a I did a um I did a uh, film score for a guy I went to school with actually in Germany. He was a piano player, but he ended up he would he uh he was quite successful writing music for documentaries in Germany, like animal shows. Hmm. Yeah. Ein Tiger. Right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh he uh, he sent me some stuff. He's like, "Do you record?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. So I was like calling my friends, but I didn't know how to edit. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, it was like strings with a jazz trio. So it was like all these orchestral arrangements, like sheets of music like this, and I would have to get it all right in one take. Oh, and it took God. me forever, you know. What? Because you didn't know how to edit? Because I didn't know how to edit. Uh-huh. So I press record. And I was like, okay. Take seven, but I would say it was take one. <laughs> but it took it took a long time. But it was quite exciting um, to like get some work because obviously we were all like, "Did you guys record?" Oh, it, I, yeah, a few a few little things. But I mean, we, we did this podcast. We, we cracked on with that. Yeah, we did. We, we were yeah. releasing this every week. So much That's good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I also got into that. You needed something yeah, to look some. forward to. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, it's great to be home and stuff. But like not playing music was really hard. It was, it was really so hard. hard. It was, it was yeah. 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 I I remember someone said, Oh, do you want to do this? I was just getting into, you know, recording from, from home and s- someone had done this um recording to go along with a film or, or a musical or something. And they sent all the music and I was to add trumpet onto it, but they hadn't done any click track at all. And there was so much going on in this. They sent me the whole logic file. So I was using off using that to record with, but because there's no click track, I couldn't 
I was just making mistakes all the time, like when to come in after yeah. big rips and then coming in with everyone. And that's really hard. In in the end, I was like, I, I, I I'm not, out. I'm out. Yeah, I yeah. I was, there was no money in it anyway. Yeah. It was like, well, I'll do it as a thing to just yeah. you know, really get get used to the whole process. But I just was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Did you keep up? Did you keep <laughs> keep going? Um, I went through phases. Yeah, hmm. yeah. But I tr- I tried to. I got into like. Some classical snare drum stuff oh, did for you? my te- technique. Oh. Yeah, it was yeah. quite interesting. My reading, I think, improved because I've always been a crap reader. I think a lot of drummers are crap readers if you're not like a percussionist. Um, yeah, but you've been doing mm. all that vibes and all that kind of stuff for this show, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> those glasses, you know, those rancid glasses. Well, you, you know you the had. story with the vibes, right? No. So, oh, hang on. I might have heard it on the. A- anyway. <laughs> Should we talk about what we're we talking about? We're talking about yeah, because we haven't mentioned it yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> this go on. You tell us what show was it you were doing with the vibes? Yeah, uh, it's called Standing on the Sky's Edge. Yeah, yeah. You you were on the show too. I we, was for a bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 There is right a poster there. just oh, wow. there. We, it was good fun. It was such yeah, fun. Yeah, it was good fun. I did love you the got national. Just to Sheffield with it. I did. Yeah, nice. you did that stint. So I got my driving test. Um, a few days before the first rehearsal in Sheffield. Did you? And I oh. text um, Neil and F- Phil. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> may have heard of him. We'll bleep him out. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, guys, I've looked at the train times. I'm not going to get home. And I can't stay in Sheffield. You well, know, every, this is not, every day. Yeah, right? this doesn't pay enough. I can't possibly. They don't pay me enough to. Sorry, I mean, I'll just say it. They don't pay enough of a stipend to stay up there. And I live literally an hour away, right? Mm. If I don't pass my test, I'm fucked. I won't be able to do the show. So... And this is how long before, sorry? Like a week before. Oh, my God. Wow. I I did pass it, though. Well done. (laughs) No faults. (laughs) No faults. Get out. Yeah, and my first proper drive was into the centre of Sheffield. How was that? It was was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. (laughs) So, yeah, um, it's great. It's like the plot of a, a 90s um, <laughs> British movie, you know, sort of <laughs> set in Sheffield. The, the, you know, the like a Richard plot. Curtis movie or something? Yeah, like, like, like the Full Monty. So I, mean, I was oh, thinking what, Run, Fat Boy, Run, but um, Drive, Skinny Boy, <laughs> yeah, Drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, how have you managed to not drive a car until now um, as, a, as a drummer? I well, well, you lived in New York. New York, yeah. I, yeah. I just didn't, you know, and I, I guess... Yeah, it was it was utterly, you know, in my early days with the, the little cart or the, the big drums and clubs or just touring, and I didn't yeah. need to bring drums. Yeah, right. So you, you I was doing the big gigs, man. Yeah, exactly. You went <laughs> you went straight to the top. Um, but yeah, it's really it's funny because I, I said to someone the other day because I've I've driven fifteen thousand miles since November, which have I think is really? quite a lot, right? Yeah, it is. I told my insurance company seven thousand a year, so I might have to change that. Um, <laughs> I doubt they'll, they'll be listening. <laughs> they'll, we should just say, actually, we got a message from our sponsor, Aviva. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sponsoring again. And, uh... Uh, yeah, they just dropped out, actually. Um, yeah, so I'm driving a lot because yeah. uh, I drive into London if it's worth it. You know, I'll dri- I'm driving into London Thursday. Well, you didn't drive in today. No, not today. We're not worth it. <laughs> no, no, no. The reason I didn't drive in today, look, if I can get a train, which is 45 minutes from Peterborough. Yeah. So I drive to Peterborough, which is 15 minutes, park. And then pick it up on the way home. So if I do a gig, I'll get home at like one. 
Okay. Oh, I'm pretty fucked changed, all the time. Life. Yeah. It has changed my life. Yeah, because I used to have to take a taxi from Peterborough Station, which is 30 quid every time off my fee. Mm. Nuts. Well, moving to Bedford won't be so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thames link services are very good. I they, gather. I say this to loads of people, but genuinely, in your case, one of the busiest people I know. Because even when we were discussing when you could come on this podcast, yeah, it was nuts. Like your life is nuts. Is yeah. it still? Are you still? Is it still go 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 go? If you had any, it, it break? is. But I think I need to. I need to reevaluate my life. Well, now's the time. Let's air it now. Come on. Can, we, can I have <laughs> some therapy, please? Yeah, yeah come yeah, on. on. That's all right. We're here for that. No, I, I think I'm. I'm. I'm obviously right. We just bought a house, right? Mm. So, you know, I'm just trying to make as much money as possible. Mm. And my wife, you know, um, we're just working all the time. Yeah. So I feel like once we get in, but then I've got mortgage to pay. Fuck it. Now I'm going to keep working. Okay. <laughs> you are listening to Three in a Five. Talk to musicians about their life. If you like this show, you can give us. Five stars on iTunes or a cast or other things like that. Yeah. I basically moved here. I knew um, Jason Rubello and, and John Toussaint. That was it. Um, yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, too, like, that's that's amazing. Yeah, but <laughs> he didn't call me for gigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually playing with Jason next month. Are um, you? Yeah. Where are you playing? Um, Dunant. Donant Festival in Belgium. Donant. Donant, actually, mate. Dunant, I think it's Donant. D I N A N T. Ah, Donant. Donant. Oh, yeah. Francais. It's where the saxophone's from. It originates from there. Originates, yeah. Does it? Adolf Sachs. Yeah, he's from Donant. So many facts. We did it a couple of years ago, and there's saxophones everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah, I bet there are. That's lovely. Anyway, I, I didn't know anyone, so I was just, uh, it was it was hard. And I just stopped touring with um, Brandon because hmm. he'd gone back to the, to the killers. Selfish. I don't know why. What a selfish. Selfish ass. Well, it's so selfish. And Madeline had just stopped using drummers. <laughs> so it's like, oh. okay. It's like a vendetta against you, isn't it? <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to have to start again. You know, this is like, it's crazy. It was really, it was insane. I, I was going back to America to, to like make money, That's to madness. tour and stuff, and it was just like not working, you know, with the family and and um, yeah. So I had to really hustle. I had to really like get my arse in gear because I think I, for a long time I just um, relied on touring gigs. And once that tour is done, you're fucked if yeah. you're not sort of keeping in touch with people. So that's maybe why I'm so diversifying. I'm <laughs> just like, yeah. we, we need a drummer for your, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll be a jambe. You can put your phone on my head. Ah, oh, lovely. <laughs> I'll do anything. I'll play, you know, as I did Sky's Edge. Anyway. <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy doing Sky's Edge? I did. I did enjoy it. There were moments, like, it's, I mean, Richard Holly's amazing. Yeah. He's, he's, I, I did like his music before. Sky's Edge. Um, and obviously, the musicians are great. Yeah. It was a great experience, especially being international. Was he about Richard Hawley? Was he around for yeah. pop in, show his face? <laughs> yeah, he showed his face. <laughs> he was quite funny, actually. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was pretty funny. Um, but it was just a good vibe. Great. The band, it was a great, great band. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's just nice being at the Nationals, really nice. Oh, God, isn't it, it? Yeah. a dream? I love the it there. The canteen and oh, the food's so, great. And, yeah. You know, um, I would say the second act of the of the, the play, I was, I, you know, you couldn't see me. So I was, there's sort of carpet back there. <laughs> I might as well say it. Go on, get it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, the second act, there weren't a lot of drums, maybe the first song. So uh, I could take liberties, you know, back there. Basically, no one could see me, so you know. What did you watch? What were you well, watching? I wasn't. I was usually sleeping. Oh, or, okay. But one time, my phone went off. Do, do you, were you there for that? I was there when Neil was listening to a voice message. <laughs> he, had, he was just. I was like, "What is that?" Sound? I can hear someone speaking. I was thinking maybe it's sound saying there's something wrong or whatever. I was trying to work out what it was. I remember when from. he played Jingle Bells at Christmas <laughs> um, over one of the endings of the song. <laughs> And we got, you got an email from the producer, like, what are you doing? Like, oh it's not that kind of gig. <laughs> I've never met anyone like him in my life. He's brilliant. He He's is. such an individual, Neil. Neil Brock. He was the guitarist. Did you see it? Neil. No, I didn't see it. No. Oh. Yeah, it's a great play. It's a great yeah. play. I'll watch it. I think of it um, as a play more I was just right? going to say to you this. I said this to Seb earlier. When we were listening to you on that other podcast, which you mentioned, um, you said you were talking about it and I felt like there was a real resistance to say the word musical. <laughs> Got a problem with musicals, Darren? Have you? I don't. My, no? my my wife and my daughter adore musicals. Yeah. I've never been a fan, but um, I, I just think that I, I, I just don't know any, you know, new ones that are amazing. So you're calling this one a play with music, would you say Sky's Edge was? Yeah. <laughs> is that all right? Yeah, that's okay. It is a musical though. Kind of is, isn't it? Is it? I guess in the categories, if you were going to put it in a category at yeah. an award ceremony, I guess a one best new, new musical, musical, right? Yeah, best right. new play with music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it won an Olivier, didn't yeah, it? it? Did. It did. Yeah, no, they it's did. It's a cracking. It's a show. great cast, right? I mean, it's so amazing. good. It was an amazing experience because I'd never done anything like that, and I, I was going to say the vibe story. I basically, yeah. um, do you play vibes? Yeah, yeah, I play vibes. Shit, got some lessons. You know, learn how to play, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but um, thankfully, a lot of the vibe stuff was put on um, Mellotron, which I oh, thought okay. sounded better. And it was hipper, you know, it was kind of nice. Mm. So I got away with it. Yeah. You know. We should have a moment for your disgusting glasses. Oh, my God. Oh, it was sick, Seb. They're like just behind me as well. They were great. Did they smell? Like, what? Did they smell? If you got too close, oh, they did. Yeah. They were rank. Well, like old pint glasses. So they were like wine small glasses. Wine, wine glasses, yeah, which had the water in for oh, the playing. For, yeah, I was fingering glasses. Mm. Did you ever change those glasses? No, I didn't change them once. They were alive. They were alive. Yeah, there was stuff growing in there. Yeah. yeah. Like little Darren's. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the second act had loads of time. Yeah, you yeah. clearly did. You were making a whole tribe. Yeah. That was disgusting. Um, Sam Wilson said he might have drunk one for a five fiver. But I told him not Ooh. to. In the end. Oh, Sam, what a sweetheart. Love him. He's so great, isn't he? What? Do you know Sam Wilson? Yeah. In, of course you do. Uh, in animal. Yes, of course. Incredible, incredible drummer. Did he do yeah. you on the show? Yeah. yeah. Well, he did the show first, and I guess he turned it down. Um, and then I did it. Is that how you got involved then? Did he recommend you? Or? I, I got involved actually through a guy called Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Donnelly, may have heard of him. Um <laughs> And then I met up with the, uh, the ranger and, uh, yeah, that was it. Um, so when you do have time off ever, yeah. 
What do you do? <laughs> Can you do it? Are you good at relaxing? No. No. I mean, uh, yesterday I, well, I yesterday off, um, I went for a walk with my kids when I could get them out of the house at 8 p.m. Oh, 8 p.m. Yeah, for That's a walk. Head. We went out for a walk at 8 p.m. Night walk. Uh, we've <laughs> discovered this little fountain, uh, like a little sort of stream near our house that's quite sweet in this enclosed uh, sort of forest. Show you a picture. Go on, let's have a look. Um, so, yeah, I do stuff like that. We go for walks. Um, I sleep. I dropped the kids off today and I slept for an hour afterwards and then I came here. That's good. At any moment, if I can, I, I'm going to try and sleep. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I get about five hours sleep a night. You know, oh, it's, it's like, not enough, you is it? Care. No, you oh, don't. No, I feel, and, and I'm like the inside is rot, pure <laughs> rot. But um, you're a healthy guy now, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't drink. Uh, and I, I, you know, I guess. What do we do? Uh, yeah, we just try to do family stuff. Yeah. I, it's usually me giving my wife a break. That's very good. You know, because she's working all the time and um, working from home. So she's mm. doing the majority of the kid pickups and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's usually, Yeah. Take the kids. That's good. Are you still yeah. doing dodgy theme parks? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Um, they, the, the funny thing, it went to this theme park. It was um, possibly the worst. It's, like it's the, one of the funniest things I've ever from seen. From the 70s, just like plastic characters of... Speaking. Of, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, like uh, fairy tale stuff. Yeah. But like Where every every fairy tale you can think of. Um, I can't remember the place. It uh, Boston, maybe right, England. Yeah, uh, yeah. We flew over to Boston. That's a hell of a journey yeah. for that. Uh, but it's really terrible. They still talk about it. They fucking loved it. Did they really? They absolutely loved it. That my my daughter almost cried the other day. She wanted to go back. No, I was like, you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> this is shit. You've been to Euro Disney. Right. They'd rather go here. Than Euro Disney. Oh, I mean, God. I'd rather they go there too because yeah. Euro Disney's very expensive. Never been. No. no. Have you been? Yes. Have you? Did you like it? Loved it. It's amazing, isn't it? You're at Disney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I want to go there um, Christmas time and stay yeah. at the hotel. If I, You know, that's a dream. <laughs> I'd like to go. I, I haven't really been since I was a kid. I, I went once with the Wind Orchestra when I was about 18. <laughs> Did you? Because they put on gigs there. They've got a few yeah. venues in there. Yeah. So. But I'd like. But I guess next time I'll go with, with my daughters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plural, plural to be. Oh yeah. Oh really? I've got another one coming. Yeah. yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. Oh. So, How old is your daughter? Uh, she's uh, should be three next month. All right. Okay. You mm-hmm. going for then, the two? Yeah, yeah. You got the two. Then we got another one coming. Mm. We all got the two. Yep. Have you got two? Yep. One of each. One of each. Nice. Yeah. And how oh. old are they? My son just turned eight, and uh, Delphine will be ten in August. Oh great! Yeah. So you're at the age where it's just like it's similar to yours. It's just like fun activities you've got to do it. yeah like yeah make, make those memories yeah 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 it, it does it, i feel like this year it's it's uh especially with my son like because you know i was telling you when we we're doing the show he's yeah he's turned a corner i think in the last two months i said to my wife she's like yeah whatever you know i notice it more than you you just don't notice these things <laughs> but he's turned a corner you know like he's a bit more empathetic and yeah. sort of like in touch with like who he is, you know. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, it is good. Out. It is it is fun. It is interesting when you can go and do cool stuff with them, isn't it? I like that. Three, 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 three,
not my, enemies. My kids haven't heard of anybody I've played with. But hang on, you didn't you write? Have you written something for Billie Eilish? Or there was something that she you did? used a song that um oh she she had a song that I co-wrote with Brandon. Yeah. Um on her documentary. So yeah. they must have thought that was cool, right? My daughter thought it was cool. That is that cool. That was the first time though. Yeah. Ever. Have you just dined out on that now? <laughs> yeah, I was and 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 she started being nicer to me after that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not such a dick after you, all. You know, because like they don't know who the killers are or Brown of Flowers no, or Billy Bragg or any of that stuff. You know, yeah. they don't they don't know anything. Even the kids the other day on the on the train, they're like 18. Yeah. They were asking me, and I was like, oh, you've heard of Brown of Flowers? Yeah. Brown of Flowers. Who? Oh, is that the bloke with a red coat that sang with Elton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's oh. not the thing to remember him for. Come on, but now. that's you know, it, we I forget that like that is a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's also like since I college, years ago, isn't it? yeah, yeah. That album. I've, yeah. I've gone through this phase of playing like um, today. I played uh, the Strokes for the kids. Yeah, because I'm I'm trying to be cool, Dad. Like, give them an education. This is what I sort of. This is my era. Do you like this? And they liked it. Good. My son loves the Hives. I don't know if you know the Hives yeah. are from Sweden. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love them. I love best, yeah, cool. Like the best rock band ever. And they're just so tight and so fun. And mm. they love it. That's good. That's yeah. a good sign. Um, for a long time, they hated rock. They just wanted to listen to Selena Gomez and, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Harry Styles, he's pretty good, though. Oh, he's good, though, isn't he? Yeah. 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 What's Stella into? Um, she likes... Oh, what's she into? She likes Frozen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, that'll last for a few more. Years. Yeah, and she, I mean, that's a big one on Disney Plus. It says you've got to be seven plus to watch Frozen. Yeah. What's racy, she, isn't she's it? Two. She's almost three. <laughs> yeah, Elsa yeah. and Anna sort of. It, yes, oh, my, some undertones there. My aren't daughter I? would say it's not Anna; it's Anna. Oh God, she's specific. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, it's not Anna. It's Are Anna. you going to take her to the show? Well, yeah, but not for a long time. No, she needs to remember she won't that. Get it. Yeah. Um, she always asks, "What what what happened to their parents?" You know, in the that first is a question my daughter asked me too. Yeah. And what do you say? They died on a boat. Yeah, I yeah. think you have to. Yeah, but they come back as ghosts. Yeah, they're in the second, in the, the sinister second part. voice like that. But they come back as ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sleep anymore. The second kids. one's shit. The first one's great. The second one I was not into. Frozen yeah, too. yeah I've got, seen it. Yeah, she's really getting into the 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 first song. Some things never change. Yeah, she loves that song. Um, I think Into the Unknown's a good song, and I, that, I like yeah. the the Panic at the Disco version of it that's on the credits. Oh, okay. oh, I don't know if I've waited around that long. <laughs> I think we we were out of the cinema by that yeah. point. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think the second one was? Uh... It's not as much of a banger, is it? Let's face no. it. It's not the so first good. one was amazing. I mean, I, I've watched it probably a hundred times with yeah. my daughter. Have you? Did you do yeah, Cars, yeah. the Cars movies? No. Oh, I did. I That's one where I'd say Cars 2 is better. And then Cars 3, oh, yeah, it's great. I'm really into it. Has it got songs in it? <laughs> it's got some songs in it, yeah. Big Country, actually. Yeah. I think it's someone you'd like. <laughs> I'm not going to mention his name. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Theo really loved um, Rihanna when he was a baby. If you put it on TV, he'd be like, grooving away to it. it was quite yeah. umbrella he really liked things like rude boy <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's, a, he's a 
he's a wrong one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Bitch better have my money. Is that her? That's her, yeah. Yeah. He'd been all over that. Yeah, he yeah, liked yeah. her more sort of filthy hardcore. Ever in the Sia? Sia's great. Loves Sia. Oh, she's good though, isn't she, as she well? Amazing. I think I may have told you a story. We were invited to go to Elton's for lunch. No. In touring with Brandon. In France, is this? Or no, is this... In, in London. In, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I had to fly back home because uh, th- my, my wife was, uh, she's having contractions with Theo. Oh my God. The morning. And I met on the way to the car. But I had to go to the car and literally tell Brandon, I can't come. There, there was already a guy sort of ghosting me on the tour. Like, yeah, he learned all the parts. He was ready to step in because they knew on this tour I had to leave at any moment once it was going to happen. Yeah. Right. He was aware of it. Yeah. It was all cool. He can afford to have another drummer just tag along, learn <laughs> the parts. I book a flight. Um, I had to pay for the flight home. It was a thousand quid. Anyway, uh, last minute. <laughs> God. <laughs> because the flight he bought me home was worthless. Um, he's not going to pay for my flight home for my pregnant to see my pregnant wife. That's a shame. But I met Taylor Hawkins on the way to the no. car. Yeah, yeah. Was he ghosting you then? <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. It was this other guy who was actually uh, very annoying. I can't remember. <laughs> um, to say that, <laughs> and he wasn't very good because I got a call from Brandon like, like what the hell. Really? Yeah, yeah. This is not, not working out. I wish you'd have got someone else. Oh, but, wow. but it's all right. Hope you. That's why they call him. That's cool why they call him the killer. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, so yeah, they were getting in the car to go to Elton's, and, yeah. I, and I, you know, that, that the, the more the previous morning, I was like, I'm going to Elton's house. We're going to have lunch. David's going to be there. Elton is going to be a great time. My wife calls me after the gig when I got back to the hotel room the night before going to Elton's. You need to book a flight right now. It's coming. I just did it. And of course you have to. Right? Yeah, of course. Did you say, are you sure? Are you sure? Sh- are you I, sure no, because she was looking after Delphine as well on her own in New York. Oh, God. No help. Yeah. I, could, I don't think that would have gone down well. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> anyway, he wasn't born for another three weeks. <laughs> so that's my oh. Elton story. So, yeah, if I think if I'd met Elton, I would have been sorry. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah, well, that's big. Someone like him, you know. But um, so you say Elton? What? what Elton. You Elton. <laughs> so it's a it's a comeback oh, from a, a long time ago. We've gone full circle. Well so, done. I like that. Do you find if you've got lots of adrenaline because you're nervous that the your sense of tempo mm. changes? It can. It can, especially when it comes to like rock. You know. Mm. Um, when it's something so, because uh, Sky's Edge was no, we didn't use a click. So I had to be very specific. I would, um, I wasn't just relying on the MD. Yeah. I'd have my phone with, I'd just clock the tempo before the, the song maybe. Yeah. If I had time. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of watch it, sort of, and then turn it off and sort of internalize it. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that helps. Yeah. I find like, because you know, like if you're in, mini car crash or something and like a second feels like you remember every part of that second and yeah, it's like yeah. your brain can sort of almost slow down time yeah and i think that's from like the adrenaline coming through your body so if you're really full of that it everything can feel slower weirdly yeah, yeah. i felt like that when i played with van morrison the very first gig because yeah. he didn't rehearse really with us yeah, yeah and i had to learn 120 songs oh flipping wow. out there's no set list 
Oh my god! So wow. uh, a couple of songs, like first couple of songs, but I was, I had so much adrenaline. I just was like, this doesn't feel real, you know. Like, calm down, just yeah, breathe, play, and the MD was like, just pull back, yeah. <laughs> pull back that tempo a little bit on that first song, and just, and then it was fine. But it was, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one, especially as a drummer, you know, because everyone's relying. I mean, everyone's responsible for tempo, I think, but um, they're relying on you to really, you know. Yeah, totally. So was that yeah. this year then, the first ones you did with him? Yeah, yeah. Mm, nice wow. guy? Yeah, with me, he was cool. Yeah, he, he was. He's got, Good. there's many, you know, yeah, there's some stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, I think he liked the fact I'm from Belfast and I lived in America and he had gone there and we talked about, um, they left me alone with him at lunch because okay. I was like the new guy. And we talked about Astral Weeks because he'd used jazz musicians on it. Yeah. And we talked about the drummer, Connie Kay. Um, yeah, I think he was, he was really into that. He's sort of an improviser, you know, like right. he really loves jazz and, and his phrasing is unbelievable. He's so easy to play with, mm. like his pocket. Because I really play with the vocals as a drummer, you know, you're really trying to find the pocket of the vocal. Yeah. And it was like, I'd never experienced someone quite like that. So. That's great. In there, you know. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even if it only comes to like the few gigs I did, that was like, that'll, that'll be cool with me. But don't you think that's so good to have that attitude? I feel like that more and more I'm trying to get into that headset. Yeah. The it mindset headset. <laughs> just, just always trying to get into a headset. <laughs> if I could, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's really good, isn't it? If you just enjoy what you're doing at that time. Yeah. But going, you know, I, I never used to be like that. My no. wife, um, Sarah, she she has helped me because mm. I used to be obsessed. I've had to teach myself to be like that because I'm quite obsessive. Yeah, and, and I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just get so, and then I get really depressed if I didn't get the gig. Yeah, I totally um, understand. It that. happened. Like I auditioned for Morrissey, and I didn't get the gig. It was like between me and two other another drummer, and I got really fucking depressed. Like I just you'd got, have been more depressed if you'd been with him. God. No, I would have been. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> well, this is years ago before I, he got like kind of strange. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. No. I, I, I don't know. I just take things so personally and then you think, I can't play. I'm terrible. Yeah. You know, I think mental yeah. health like, is such a thing with music. You know, you got to really, nothing lasts forever. That's what I always think. Yeah. Nothing mm. lasts forever and the best things yet to come. That's the two statements I sort of, you know, there's still something else out there that's going to be amazing. And I haven't even t experienced it yet. And it's there. Because you think about things that have happened and you think, oh, that's it. Nothing else can happen. Yeah. But something comes along. So it's good to have that attitude if you play music, I think. Or you just be a depressing fuck, you know. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 